0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to City Lights podcast. Um, it's great to be back again for another week. It's just me and Victor this week. What's up, guys? Um, and we kind of just wanted to go into a topic that, you know, in in my early Christian years really stuck to me, and, and up until now, I think about it, and um, it, it's something that I, I, I struggled to understand for so long when I first read this verse um it's galatians 5 16 it says i say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh and and when i read that when i heard that i'm thinking like okay that's exactly what i want to do i want to not fulfill the lust of the flesh so then i look back in the beginning and it says walk in the spirit you know and that's and then and then you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So what we kind of want to get into today is, is what does that first part mean? What does it mean to walk in the spirit? You know, um, and, and and it's it can be a confusing topic and, um, and there can be many different things, but we just want to get into it with you guys. Um.
1: Yeah, and I think it's something that so many people and even ourselves, too, can overcomplicate it so much where we lose its original meaning, because if you just kind of just look at the words, right? It says, walk in the spirit. And whenever the Bible uses the word walk or whenever it talks about, you know, references something to walking, it just means our Christian life, right? Our day-to-day, how we live. And it says to live in the spirit. And what that looks like is just our relationship with God, that our daily, you know, sitting down in his word, in prayer, in communion with him, this just that unity between man and his creator. I think that's that's what it's simply saying there. And it's saying we are striving and we are trying to be with God every single moment of our day. We're not going to fulfill the lusts of our flesh or what our flesh wants to do because we know of something
0: that's so much greater
1: than that, which is God, mm-hmm.
0: God himself. Yeah. And, um, you know, as, as we go down reading, I think I'm going to read the rest of the chapter. Um, 17 to the end it says for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these things are contrary to one another so that you do not so you do not do the things that you wish so just saying that you know we are at a constant battle between flesh and spirit and it says but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the, under the law now the works of the flesh are evident which are, Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, de- uh, decessions, and heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, uh, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand. Just as I told you in the past, that those who, are, who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh when its passions, with its passage, pa- passions and desires. Sorry. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be, become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Um, you know, and, and as I read that, it kind of reminds me um, in, in Romans 6, where, you know, it says we, we, are, we are dead to sin. Or I don't, I'm not sure if it's Romans 6, but, you know, we are dead to sin, and the old man had passed away, and we take on Christ. And it says, we are, we are, our passions and desires are crucified with Christ. You know, we, th- we think about what that means to be crucified with Christ, that the old man, the old victor is gone. Both of us, you know, it's gone. Our old desires, whatever we wanted before in the past is no longer desirable to us. We want what Jesus, we want, we know look like Jesus. We want what Jesus wanted, you know. Yeah, and I think
1: it's such a common thing to hear, right, is where, you know, where the old man has passed away and, you know, the new man is created in Christ but what does that process look like you know victor like we can hear all these words and we can even read it from the bible that you know those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires but what does that look like is that something that we could do is that something that god does in our lives what does that actually mean
0: it's it's a complete surrender of your life you know it's it's realizing that I I need to die with Christ, same way that Jesus died on the cross. I all my sins, and it's not just a lot of times we get confused. Is like, you know, Jesus died for my sins. You know, He also died to have your whole life. You know, He doesn't just want to take your pain and sorrow, and then be like, okay, go on your way. You know, He He wants us to to have that relationship with Him. That, you know, I died for you. You know, I took your sins, and, and I want I want you to be mine again. You know, and what that means is is complete submission, completely, like it says, walking in the Spirit. And as, as we get into that, what that means is that our whole life revolves around Jesus Christ. Everything we do, all our thoughts on, and, you know, as we see that we take on those, fr- those fruits of the Spirit, those are evident in our lives.
1: Yeah, and I think it's so important to realize that this surrender, this, you know, giving up of everything that you have, that everything that you are, is not just the first step in your walk with christ Mm -hmm. or in walking in the spirit but it says to crucify the flesh daily every single day that we're supposed to be coming back to that same place of surrender to that same cross to that same person god himself in the flesh and giving ourselves up because the reality of it is once is not enough you know it's enough for our salvation and don't get me wrong but to live the life that we're called to live we should live in surrender. We should live giving up who we are, giving up our dreams, giving up even the, the good things in our life, you know, the desire to get married, whatever it is. Just give it into the the hands of Christ and let him start moving and living through us as the Bible commands us to
0: do. Yeah, I think, you know, looking back in my life, every single time that I've either backslidden or, or been weak in, in my faith, I can tell you, I can pinpoint you know, maybe not exact, I can pinpoint you where it all started. And it was that day where I, where I woke up and I was like, man, I'm too tired to read the Bible. I'm too tired to do this. And as the day went, went, went on, I'd forget about it I'd forget about it. And the next day I'm like, man, and I just lose that, that, you know, that connection with God. And, and it's, um, it's not that I, I lose, you know, any salvation. I don't, I don't lose any of that, but I lose that connection with God and I, and I begin to forget, you know, and, and um, And that's when the issue comes, when we start getting comfortable with not reading the Word, when we think, oh, I don't need that. But if if we understand, one time Alex preached, and and he said, um, if we knew how much we needed the Bible, if you knew how much, then you would actually read it, you know, if you're struggling with, with reading the word, if you knew how much you actually need it, how much it is your spiritual food, how much it gives you fuel to go on, you know, and it's not just, it's not just that we read a couple words in our our mind or whatever, it's, it's, it's spending time with Christ, you know, and, and and it's such a huge difference between just reading and, and having that quiet time with God.
1: Right, and how do we find that out how do we know how much we need him is by reading his word is by spending that same time with him where how this all started because we're not going to know truly how much christ is forgiven from us if we don't read what we were forgiven for what we were forgiven of we know all of our lives yeah. we know the things that we go through but we have a whole book of of, of god's faithfulness and of everything that he has done for us you yeah
0: know? and and um so many times where where I, I I read this verse and I'm like okay hey, you know it, it's so simple I, I just gotta walk in the spirit I just gotta you know love God I just gotta run to him and so many times I would go through that cycle of like okay I'm now I'm truly gonna be living for God truly I'm gonna read my Bible truly I'm gonna pray every day truly I'm gonna invest it into that relationship but it wasn't until I I, I started understanding that it's you know I'm de- I'm dead you know it is no longer I that live but Christ that lived through me I was once in bound in chains going to hell you know and now i'm I'm no longer bound I'm set free but i'm I'm now bound to Christ and that is my life that is my whole life is Jesus you know mm-hmm. and and if the, if that's true if you're if you're a true Christian if you truly love Jesus if you're truly dead to your sin then then you want to to read the word you know Mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's a lot of times it's hard to get up and, and do that, but that's what our, our heart desires is to read the word. You know, it's what it needs. It's what our, where our spirit needs.
1: Yeah. And, you know, just hearing you talking about that and it just reminds me of the fact that, you know, the salvation that Christ died on the cross, it's didn't have anything to do with us. You know, we weren't there. Um, working toward our own salvation. It was all done by Christ. So how can we think, okay, now that Christ has given, given me this salvation, now I can do the rest. Yeah. If you weren't even able to save yourself, what makes you think that you can live the life that is called of you after that salvation? So that's what people get so misled on is the fact that yes, they get, they trust Christ with their salvation, but then they don't trust him with anything else in their Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, it's
0: like that's the most important part of your life is your salvation. So how do you not trust him with everything else?
1: Right. And it makes you think, like, what draws us to that? You know, because what you're describing there, you know, giving up our lives, everything that we ever had, ever knew for Christ, what makes Christ so desirable or so, you know, attractive to people? Because just putting it simply— That doesn't sound very attractive, Mm -hmm. you know, to live a
0: life's rules.
1: Yeah. Just just more rules. You don't have to have fun. You don't have any of this. What makes that so attractive?
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, there's a passage. I I don't know. I forgot how it's put, but, you know, to the world, this seems so foolish to give up your life. You know, this is your life. This is, this is your one. You like YOLO, you only live once. Why would you want to live under all these rules, live under all these still things and you have to read 20 minutes a day and you have to pray and like. Why would you want to waste your life like that? But for us, us, we know that this is the only true life. The only thing worth chasing in this life is Jesus. The only way we can truly have life on earth is if we die to ourselves and and Christ lives in us, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, after that encounter with the Holy Spirit, after God reveals himself to you, it's only a natural reaction to want to now serve that, Endless source of love, endless source of mercy, of goodness for the rest of what you have left on this earth and for eternity. God Himself is what makes this appealing. God is why we serve. It's for His own presence. It's not even to get into heaven. Heaven without the Spirit of God is useless for me. I don't want to get into heaven if God's not there. Mm-hmm. I want to be where God is. And that is what is our driving force is because we know that God is just so good. God is better than anything we could be beyond where we are able to imagine, to, you know, come up with our minds. The best things in this world do not compare because he created them. And that just that revelation is not something that you can be told that you can be, you know, that you can find. It needs to be revealed to you. It needs to be god himself showing himself showing his attributes to you that's what makes this appealing like you said like this world doesn't experience that because they don't know they don't know even the fact that they're living in sin because they don't care for god's word they don't care for the law but when god reveals himself to each and every single one of us it makes us want to just draw closer to him
0: yeah and and a lot of times i think we look in our life we if, if you have not met jesus yet then you know for me, it was always like there was definitely something missing, you know, there's, this is not, um, this is not what life is supposed to be, you know, like, what am I living for? It's hard to find purpose without Jesus, you know, and, um, you know, kind of getting on on the topic of, like we were just saying, walking in the Spirit, um, as we read in Galatians 5 about the fruits of the Spirit, um, it, it reminded me of John chapter 15. And starts off in verse four it says, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch. Um, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine; you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask and what you desire and it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples what a like what a, a full passage you know there's so much in there to to read that and you and it's like every every sentence just kind of like goes further and deeper and deeper into into this topic like as we read, you know, um, the things of the Spirit. We read the fruits of the Spirit. We understand that without Jesus, we can do nothing. None of that is, is achievable. None of that is accomplished, you know. And in the same way, we are not able to, um, you know, not fulfill our lust and desires without Jesus. You know, if, if we're trying without Jesus, if we're trying to do anything without Jesus, we fall. You know, we, we start to fulfill our lusts and desires. Because that's what Christianity is, is that we die to ourselves and we are crucified with Christ. And with that, our desires go. Our desires, our old passions, our old lusts, things that used to be entertaining to us, things that we used to spend time on don't matter to us anymore. The conversations we used to have that were so, you know, empty are are not enjoyable to us anymore, you know? We are dead to those things and Christ now lives in us.
1: Yeah, and... Christ now produces fruit in us yeah, as well, Amen.
0: which it's not, and you just talk about this and you're kind of getting
1: there and you're just painting this picture, right? Of our lives before Christ and after Christ and that massive transformation that there is, it is not something that you can, you know, just simply say lightly that, yes, I have been saved by Christ, Jesus Christ himself and still live the life, you know, like you said, you know, whatever being tossed in to, to and fro by the wind, by your own desires. But no, you went from those desires. You went from serving yourself to now producing these fruit. And this is not just, you know, these things that were uh, mentioned that we read before, the fruits of the Spirit. They're not just simple things that we can even come up with on our own. But these fruits, these attributes, these characteristics are directly from the throne of God himself. These are God's characteristics in you. Mm -hmm. This is not anything of yourself. This is not anything even that people could come up with, people could do. You know, we know love, we have that word in our language, but the love that we know, and I, by, by we I mean like the world, humans in general, cannot compare to the love that God has for us. And it's the same thing for every all of these uh, fruits of the Spirit, where it's not just something that we can do, it's not just something that we can come up with or even see. Like in ourselves without God, it's from him and only Amen. from him and by him. And that's why it says, abide in me and you will produce fruit.
0: Yeah, and and I think we can ask that question of like, what does that mean to abide in Christ? What does that mean to be in the vine? What does it mean, you know, t- to abide in Christ? And I think it goes back to what you were saying before about how Christianity is a daily walk. And it is, is Jesus said, you know, pick up your cross daily and follow me. You know, every day we wake up. It's a daily thing, you know. It's it's not that, you know, once a week we figure out, oh yeah, we're oh yeah, I'm Christian. I forgot. You know, that should never happen. You know, it should be that every day we, we understand that our our identity, all that we are is found in Christ, you know?
1: Absolutely. And I think it's important to realize that it's not just us abiding in him, but he is abiding mm-hmm. in us at Amen. that very same time. And it's that fact that christ abides in us by his holy spirit is what gives us the power it was, it's what gives us the strength to live the life that we're called to live so we put in that you know i guess you could say effort to try and get closer to him to try and live a life worthy of him but he comes in and he actually lives that life through us mm-hmm. and it's a crazy to think because it just all circles back and you think how can that be but that's that's what we're called to do because if you think about it who are we who are we
0: yeah and and that takes like submission you know that takes yeah. sacrifice like and and I, a lot of times i i used to always tell myself like i'm a slave to christ like i don't want to read the bible i'm a slave to christ it is you know there's so many things that are hard for me to do you know it's it's still hard a daily you know it's a war with with your flesh and your spirit of like i'm tired or i don't feel like it you know but I, so many times i understand like dude i it's it doesn't matter if i don't feel like it i need this you know
1: and it's so easy to just to fall into that trap of saying, you know, I can't do it or I'm not good enough. Like I actually just started going to the gym for the first time, like seriously, like trying to stick to it for the past couple of days. And just one thing that I notice is when I when I feel so weak and I just think I can't do it, it's all in my head. And that's what my, my good friend Dan always just tells me. He's just like, it's all in your head, man. Like there, you can do it. You do have the strength. You're not in pain. That's just, you know it's whatever and and it's the same thing here so many times we get caught up with the you know the, the lies of the devil that he's feeding us that says you can't do it you can't do any of that when he doesn't realize he's he's right we can't do any of it it's because all of our strength is found in Christ and it's when we lose sight of that it's when we start thinking about ourselves instead of Christ that's where the problem
0: lies you know yeah amen and um you know as 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 we you know read all these things, I think it's so important to, to look at, look at our lives. As you are listening, you know, ask yourself, you know, self-examine your life. You you know you can truly see if you're honest with yourself. Do I, you know, do I tend to fulfill the lust of the flesh? Am I living in these things of, of um as it says? Let me just start just let me flip to, back to Galatians. Um. You know, it, t- it talks about all the fruits of the Spirit there, but also it talks about the um, the lust of the flesh that we that we battle with every single day. And um, it says, you know, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, fornication, uncle- 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 uncleanliness, content- contentions, jealousy, outbursts, wrath, selfish ambitions. You know, if we look and, and we see what what are we feeding? Are we feeding our selfish ambitions? are we, or are we feeding our our spirit you know, and we take a look at our lives truly do we live for god do we you know are, are our conversations edifying and if not if we, if we if we tend to you know fall into sin and, and 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 you know not care about it if we if you tend to um you know have have conversations that are filthy with your friends make these jokes i think it's it's very important to look at your life and and see that those if if those things are evident and see that there needs to be change you know there need, you need to be dead to those things, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's so important that we don't lie to ourselves. You know, we are the only ones besides for God that knows what's truly going on in our lives, you know. And if we're not living up to that standard, if we're still living like what Galatians uh wrote about, you know, the the writer of Galatians, I think it's we're the only ones that can know that and the only ones that can turn to God and Seek forgiveness and seek an answer or a way out. You know.
0: Yeah, and you know, just my my life personally. So many times where it's like you you fall and you get back up, or you're you're trying to live for God and you're trying to not do the things that you used to do before. And you know, all these times I lie to myself like, oh, I I just want a deep deeper relationship with God, but then I'm sinning. You know, it's like which one do I actually want? You know, if if there's some sort of desire that's still in me to do those things. That I have not completely died to myself not completely given up my whole life to Christ because there's still those things that are alive in me and, and and those little things just creep back in and creep back in and that old man starts knocking on your door and just you know remember me let me back in for a second you know mm-hmm. it's cold out here or whatever you know he, he tries to just sneak back in and there was so many times in my life where um you know I, I I wanted to do the right thing like as Paul said you know that which I want to do I I I don't and the things that I don't want to do I do. You know, and 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 it truly is a battle like that every single day where you know, we we have that choice to to get up and and read the Bible and submit to God or we have that choice to to not and 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 live that life or to a, a lazy Christian, you know.
1: So what what causes that in a man, you know, the the desire to change from his ways, you know. I think we've already kind of talked about it a little bit before, but like, what is it that changes us almost?
0: Um, you know, the same way that we are, are justified by faith. We know this. We are justified by faith through Christ, in in Christ, you know, that's the same way we are sanctified. It's through faith. And the Spirit, Holy Spirit sanctifies us. We're it's not that we can bring about any change. it's not that we're we can make ourselves more like Christ more holy we can't sanctify ourselves. there's nothing we can do no matter how much scripture we read, we're not able to change it. It's not that we it's not that the reading does it. it's the Holy Spirit does it through the reading, through the praying, through the spending time with Jesus, spending time with God in our in our in our in our time. You know, and it's the Holy Spirit's not going to sanctify you if you're just sitting around. You know, you're not going to become more like God if you just sit on the couch every day. Don't open up your Bible. Don't pray. The Holy Spirit sanctifies you through that. The more time we spend with God, the more time we worship Him, the more, you know, we live a life of worship that glorifies Him. I think that's so important to look at our lives and see, does my life glorify Him? Do, Do I, and it was just for me, it was having those like, you know, those useless conversations, those things that just you come home and you feel so empty. It's like, I, I I know there's something so much more to Christianity. Where is it? You know? And and that's what kind of brought about the change where I just, you know, I I was reading and and it's like, you know, I, I'm dead to sin. I'm no longer bound. And, and the way that Paul puts it is so amazing that I'm a slave to Christ now. Mm-hmm. And it may sound like, oh, you're a slave. You're a slave. What is that? You know, why are you a slave? But it's, it's it's like it's just it's more so of submission to Christ.
1: Yeah, we're willful slaves. You know, it's Amen. not it's not that He forces slavery upon us, but we just the same way that we chose sin. It's now after having revealed who Christ is and who God is, we choose to follow Him, and that's why it's you know after that revelation is it's choice mm-hmm. when we see God's greatness and see God's glory, who God is. It's logical, I guess you could say, to go and to now want to submit ourselves, want to submit ourselves to him. But it's ultimately a choice. And there are people who who don't choose to follow that path. Yeah. Who now no longer have an excuse. Who say who can can't say, I just didn't know, because they have been revealed, whether it's by a preacher or, you know, just the Holy Spirit tugging on their heart, whatever it is they have seen. Maybe not with their eyes, but with their hearts, who God is, and they don't have an excuse.
0: Yeah, and it's like you—you you come with sincerity. It's like I had to come with sincerity to God, and and I asked for help for so many things. You know, like help me to read Your Word. You know, help me to fall in love. And and if I think that we—if we truly made that decision to follow Christ—that Jesus will help us with that. You know, but if we're if we're trying to live in the world and then trying to live with God, it's not gonna work out. You know. It's not gonna work out where you're one day doing these things, not thinking about God. You're you're thinking about your own selfish, your own desires, and then for us to go into the Word and say, "God, please, please let me fall in love with Your Word." If our if our life has nothing to do with Jesus, right? You know?
1: yeah, you need to want it in your heart. That's the thing too. You know, ultimately, we need to desire that. We have to have that desire in our hearts, or nothing is gonna actually you know take place. Because if how can we? Want something, or you know, desire something. If we don't have the belief, yeah. or we don't, you know, have it in our hearts that we actually want that, it's not going to be given to us. You know.
0: Yeah, it's like it, like truly that is, and I know I said this probably so many times in, in the podcast already, but it's it's truly no longer I that live. You know, mm-hmm. it's it. One, yeah. I was listening to a Paul Washer sermon, you know, and he, and he was saying, you know. If, you know, right before this podcast, I, I was came like, oh, sorry, I, I was 15 minutes late. I'm sorry, I was, you know, changing my tire on the, on the side of the road, and, I, and the tire rolled out, and I went to go grab it, and a 5,000, you know, I mean, a truck carrying 5,000 pounds of lumber comes and hits me. Sorry, like, that's why I was late. And you look at me like, no, if a truck hit you, then you'd be completely destroyed. You'd be, and, and, and we look at that, and it's like, how much greater is God than to than a truck, you know how much greater is God. Mm-hmm. So there is no possible way that you can have an ac- encounter with Christ and not be changed. Yeah. If you had an encounter with Christ, if you gave your life to Jesus, and you are not changed, I am sorry, but that encounter never happened. Mm-hmm. You never gave up your life to mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, if you don't, dis- it's it's just it's impossible.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's just a beautiful. Way to end is because, we you know, we can get into walking in the spirit, right? But if we never had that encounter in, in the first place, what, wh- how can we continue in this? Mm-hmm. You know, how can we continue in that discussion? And I think once we've been changed, it's only natural for us now to seek a way to live up to the standard that Christ has set for us. And that's only done by walking in his spirit, by abiding in him, by getting closer to him and continue to be changed. Like, it's not just one transformation and boom, you know, we're perfect. No, it's a con- constant. Yes, it's a radical change from when we were before to where we are now in Christ. But that doesn't mean that we're perfect. We're still in the flesh. We're still, you know, in our human bodies and whatever. It's a constant change, sanctification, a cleansing. We're constantly being um, renewed and made better than we were before, than we were yesterday. And that is the life of a Christian, you know, yeah. who's just getting closer to him. And-
0: yeah, and you know I, I encourage those who 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 may be going through the same struggle that I went through that um you know constantly trying and trying and trying like oh today I'm gonna live for God today I'm gonna open my Bible and read and 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 oh i'm gonna fall in love with the word today or i'm gonna you know actually start my relationship with Christ so many times I've said that um you know make that prayer with God make that covenant make that that sincere the say you know God that My life is. I don't want my life to be my own because I know if I if I if it is in my own hands that I fall, and that my life is is completely useless. There's no purpose in it without you. So I want to give that my life to you, and and I I truly want it to not be the I that live, but but that you live in me.
1: Yeah, and like you said, you know, we kind of ran out of time for me to share just a little bit about, about my my life and whatever. But I think I've already shared it before. But just how. Truly, it gets in every single aspect of your life. You you could be working nights. You can be working the night shift and still come and, you know, serve the Lord and not sleep for days on end. And you can still find strength that you cannot claim to be yours. But its only answer is it's not I, but Christ in me.
0: Truly, it's a a marriage to Christ. And if you're married to someone, you better be spending (laughs) time with them. So, um, you know, praise God. Uh, Thank you for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time.